This is a Broad Pods production. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is a Broad Pods production. This is Broad Radio. For you, by you. Broad Radio. Here for more. Hi there, it's Jo Stanley here. Thanks for joining us on this podcast, Broad Radio On The Go. It's our podcast version of our live show, which you can catch on YouTube and Facebook every Tuesday morning. And check out our other episodes of Broad Radio On The Go. Maybe like, subscribe, share it with your mates. We would love that. On this episode, our guest is rock cabaret artist Geraldine Quinn. She's awesome. Plus, my co-host is comedian Kirsty Wiebeck. Later in our chat, I'm going to introduce you to the crazy thing called kitty knickers. What are they? They're hilarious. You'll love that. And Kirsty begins by diving into the world of online unsolicited feedback. Kirsty, it's been a while, but I do, of course, follow you on Twitter, as the rest of the world seems to as well. <laughs> and um, I have recently enjoyed shenanigans around the Shush Pierre event, Pierre Gate, whatever you might like to call it. Pierre Gate, I like it. <laughs> so this all came about because someone called Pierre kind of went you. Yeah, so I I was very fortunate in that I got to be a panelist on Will Anderson's show Question Everything mm-hmm. recently. Yes, had a lovely time. Uh, it's a great re- show. Re- really great, really oh, fun. I, I I'd never been on a panel show before, so I I had a ball and I was I was so you know chuffed to be involved and and I had such a lovely time. And then it it went to air the the next day, and then I received a lengthy email through my <laughs> website, quite a lengthy email. From a person named Pierre who just wanted to give me some tips and acknowledge that it would be a difficult job to do to be a comedian on a panellist. That's nice of him to say that. It was nice of him. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, yeah exactly. I feel like he's, he's winding up to something not so nice. That's right. When I read that, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Brace yourself. And then he went on to say that what, he, what him and his friends found was that they didn't like that I would giggle in uh, while saying a joke or in advance and uh, or, or or at the end really at and he, all at all <laughs> and he feels and his friends also feel that I would be way funnier if I were deadpan 
That, so not enjoying yourself at all. Yes. Not actually finding any of what you were saying amusing, which let's just acknowledge that being a comedian, you know, it kind of relies on you finding things funny. That's how you write a joke. Yeah, I, I feel like that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you have to have a gauge of what's amusing. So, and I also feel like absolutely like deadpan comedy is a thing. Mm. But like as as you'd know, Joe, like comedy has to come from within. Mm. And I'm a, I'm a giggly kind of person, so my comedy is probably going to reflect that. So, he, yeah. So this is what he said. I uh, didn't gr- dignify it with a response. <laughs> Instead, I uh, did what anyone in my position would do, and I blocked him. <laughs> That is the most joyous feeling, isn't it? Fuck. Yeah, I was like, I'm not replying to this. Like, you think you do it. It was so long as well. Like, Pierre, get a hobby. Oh, totally. And your mates, him and his mates yeah. have been sitting around talking about this? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it Pierre, was... what do you do? Yeah. I well, mean, that's... when have you got off the couch and produced anything? Yeah, and... I just don't understand somebody being so upset by somebody having a nice time. Yes. Like I was having a nice time on a panel with my mates on TV, wasn't hurting anybody, delivered some laughs for the public. Yes. Uh, everybody behind the scenes was happy with how things had gone. Mm-hmm. And it's totally fair enough. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Nobody is. But you don't have to tell me. And it, it's, it's certainly Pierre's perception of me isn't going to shape how I approach the rest of my career. Mm. As you can see right now, I've had a few giggles already on camera. I'm quite enjoying it myself. <laughs> I mean, it is that the thing about that is, and it's that classic thing of, was it Seinfeld? It was like, do I come down and, you know, heggle, ha- what's the word? Heckle? Oh my God. Heckle. World Menopause Day, everyone. Um, <laughs> Um, do I come down and heckle you at your workplace, right? That's so, right. I mean, yeah. I'm interested to know what Pierre does. Yeah, you know? me too, because I'd love to go down there. Like, if he was days. an accountant, is he just loving numbers sick, right? And just, you know, yeah. really congratulating himself on the sums he's doing. Yeah, and I, I'd pop down into the office and be like, Pierre, can you please stop looking so thrilled while you're crunching those numbers? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you could do it with like a sterner look on your face, people yeah. would take you more seriously. Yeah, yeah. So he wrote to you, you blocked him. <laughs> Just be, also, he, he's one particular example, right? He, his was a particularly lengthy amount of feedback as well, but this is not uncommon uh, for anybody in this kind of industry to receive this feedback. Uh, for me personally, I'm not saying it's a, a, a complete rule across the board, but for me personally, it's almost exclusively men that reach out with these... Reach out. <laughs> That's generous. Reach out. <laughs> Dear Pierre, thank you for reaching out. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. <laughs> to share such important feedback. I'll take it on board. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I'm used to this sort of thing. But the, And there was a time early on in my career where maybe I would have re- replied or written something snarky back or something sarcastic or whatever. But now they don't get the benefit of any more of my time. So I've... Um, I've blocked him and I've made a joke about it on Twitter and then um, I've I've gotten a, t- a T-shirt made. <laughs> a bit extreme. A bit extreme, maybe. <laughs> Not at all because, Look of it. course, everyone who follows you on Twitter are all over Pierre and what an asshole he is. And so <laughs> Pierre now has become representative of all the people who give unsolicited feedback, <laughs> right? So, Shush Pierre is a movement that I'm getting on board. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I think anyone that gives unsolicited advice now, we've got free reign to just give them a Shush Pierre. Absolutely. But then someone else 
out of nowhere starts producing the Shush Pierre t-shirts. I was I was outraged on your behalf, but then you've given me an update on this today. Yeah, so I got a Google alert. Um, yeah, just saying that my name was popping up on on Google a bit, and so I was curious uh, to see whether I'd done something terrible. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> not a good day. <laughs> and <laughs> You're in news.com yeah, having yeah. been found in a bush or something. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what have I done now? <laughs> so I, ha- I had a look on Google and uh, and the T-shirt was popping up on all of these websites and, and I was like, wow, this is bizarre. Um, I mean, it's it's sort of happened to me on a lesser scale in the past. But then I, I found out that it's bots... Uh, online that basically troll Twitter and if there's like a TV uh, sorry not TV uh, TV as well why not if there's, like, <laughs> if there's a t-shirt mention that they think uh, you know might be cool or, or you post something t-shirt related and people go oh I'd love to have that uh, th- then they pick up on all of that and they immediately just pop them onto a t-shirt like it's all automated and so now the Shush Pierre t-shirt is on Oh, at last count, it was like 20 websites that you could wow. get. A sh- and, it, it, and the cool thing about it, though, is that it credits me. And I'm so <laughs> used to people stealing my jokes and things and not crediting me and them turning up, like, in the media or, like, wherever it is or in, you know, somebody else's set or... or yeah, that, that I was actually quite moved that, <laughs> that these these sites say, uh, Kirsty Weebeck, Shush Pierre T-shirt. <laughs> But there's a whole bunch of people out there. Well, firstly, you can't be upset at a bot, I suppose. It's, they're just doing what bots do. Yes. Bots are going to bot. <laughs> but now, now there's something to buy all the Pierres in your life for yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, well, now I'm going to befriend some Pierres. <laughs> just Pierres are going, well, who the hell is Kirstie Weebeck and why is she making a T-shirt about me? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love the internet world. It's so good. It's so random. Yeah, I love people having 24-hour-a-day, seven-day access to me as well. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sensing some sarcasm. <laughs> Hence block, block, block. Um, well, it's great to have you back. Pleasure and, to be And uh, to have access to you today. Yeah. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Melbourne Fringe is on and if you're about town you have to see a show that well it caught our eye of course because it's called Broad uh, so it makes sense that it caught our <laughs> eye but also the other reason is that it is a fabulous show by one of the oh, she's one of the greatest and the most energetic performers you could see Geraldine Quinn we're calling her a rock cabaret artist uh, she joins us now how does that sit with you is that what you describe yourself Geraldine a rock cabaret artist yeah 
Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, give me thumbs up if you can hear me. Okay. We can hear <laughs> Can you hear Great. us? No, yeah, but because... Yeah, I can. <laughs> the thing is, so Cabaret, when I started, um, I'm like a lot of Cabaret artists, it's, it's not something I uh, aspired to. It's something I ended up doing. <laughs> so I, when I... It's true. Um, so when I started, I kind of wanted to be a serious musician initially. Uh, I think you'll find that's a very popular legacy in amongst Australian musical comedians, uh, not least of all Jude Pearl, uh, Tim Minchin and um, Casey Bonetto and Eddie Perfect and probably Julian Crosgriff. Oh, oh, and Michelle Brace, basically all of us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, and when I started in 2005, it was kind of still a dirty word, cabaret. It, it's, it's not as cool as it is now. So I liked to differentiate that I was more of a guitar-based person and I did write in a rock pop style. However, this show is me and an accompanist on keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much cabaret, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but I think I'm old enough now to be able to kind of, and I know enough about cabaret to be able to kind of uh, lovingly take the mickey out of it. But it's awesome. Who doesn't love cabaret? Like, it's so uplifting. Oh, and... you'd, be, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of people, I think, thought, I sort of talk about this a, a bit of in, the sh- in the show because uh, I have found that you sort of fall in between musicians who don't think you're taking your art seriously and stand-ups who think you have a six-string clap machine. So <laughs> it's Hey, it's I, ap- really I apologise for saying that. <laughs> it was actually Hannah Gadsby, but that's fine. <laughs> I took it with the love with which it was intended, but it was still okay. Now, Broad's been, you debuted it this year, at the start of this year, and it's yeah. uh, it's been very well received. You had a crusher at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. You're at Melbourne Fringe now. You took it to Edinburgh. Am I correct? And that's the first, well, it's the first time I've done Edinburgh since uh, 2010. Wow. So wow. considering I didn't really start, yeah, I, I hadn't really started my whatever this career is until I was 30. So I'm I'm 47 doing Edinburgh Fringe. That was, uh, that I learnt some things. I learnt, I don't know if I can ever stay on the third floor again. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was also really grateful that I wasn't the drinker that I was in my 30s because I wouldn't have survived. <laughs> do you ever do that thing? You know when you've had a big absence of something and you go back and you're like, oh, wow, last time I was here was 12 years ago. And then just because of that, you end up comparing yourself to who you were 12 years ago and the time that has passed. And, you know, do you kind of look at who you were then and who you are now and have you grown? Are you different? Are you the same? How do you compare? Yeah, and the hundred you've hit the nail on the head because again, I hadn't written a show for four years when I wrote Broad because I um, had some. It wasn't just a pandemic thing; I had other things that that were very serious that happened, and so I um, I was and I was working with Circus Oz for two years, so I hadn't written an original show, so I was writing as a completely different person from everything that I'd been through. I felt like the way that I wrote songs was was different. And I started out going, I just want to write a really silly show that's really fun to do. And I accidentally made a point while I was writing it. <laughs> and 
and it seemed to be a point that resonated with people. And the thing about it is when I did go to Edinburgh, yeah, I wasn't only a different person writing it, I was a different person touring. I had different... My perspective was so shifted from... I realised how much I didn't know when I just jumped into festivals. I've done like 30-something festivals. Mm. I've done... 17 or 18 years of comedy festival and I just got a nomination for most outstanding show. Amazing. I thought, I thought you were about to say That's you just like... got best newcomer. <laughs> it's like uh, overnight look, sensation uh, of 17 years. <laughs> well, it's kind of, the show's kind of about sticking around and, and, and not quitting no matter what kind of happens. Um, it's fun, guys. Don't worry. It's not, you know, I'm not going to bring you down. Um, but it is... <laughs> That's really the core of it because I did feel like there isn't anything else I'm this good at and I didn't feel, I think it's easy to kind of go, well, what's the point? I'll, I'll just stop and do whatever and sometimes you just go, I think this is a vocation, not just a hobby and yeah. you keep going and you keep improving and you keep learning new skills, um, in my case, wig styling and I think I'm going to have to learn how to sew because there's no drag stitches available anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm up for it. Uh, and it became a real good reflection of the person I think I am. I think I was insufferable 20 years ago, frankly. That's quite a... And I apologise. I'd like to formally apologise here on Broad Radio for how insufferable I think I was in my 20s and 30s. I didn't know you then, Queenie, teens. but I, on yeah, behalf good, of the broader good. community, I uh, accept that apology. <laughs> I mean, it's the benefit of of reaching what effectively is our middle age. I'm 50 now, uh, Geraldine, so I I know that you kind of reflect on who you were in your 30s when you... For me, I was just deeply unhappy. And so I perhaps behaved in ways that reflected that. Yeah, I think then I was really... Everything was a catastrophe and it was all me, 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 me. Look, it still is a little bit, but I've got a bit more perspective of... Oh, I've now seen how wrong things can actually go. And I think that's, you know, that's kind of the gift of, of, I don't want to say the gift of trauma, but it kind of sometimes can give you that, oh, okay, I understand what, what can happen in the world. There's a lot I haven't got control over. Let's enjoy the stuff I have got control over. And for me, that's the work that I produce and the people that I've got around me that, um, I think are wonderful, great colleagues, fantastic musicians and friends. And, mm. oh, God, what have I turned into? I'm losing my edge, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's lovely. You're letting us in. That's nice, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> letting you into my filthy study on my own. <laughs> so, so the show Broad is a homage to broads on the stage, and I love the word broad, hence broad radio. Like I just think there's something yeah. very empowering. Even though I had a, a woman who's sort of a, I guess she was um, in her 70s, I'm going to guess. That generation, no, some of them don't love the word broad because they think it's a little bit um, in, insulting. I don't know. But why broad for you? Well, again, it did start off with me thinking about how I'm t- turning into the kind of um, uh, icon that I, well, hopefully an icon, but like the Agnes Moorheads, the Rhonda Birchmores, the um, Yutha Joyce, those, those kinds of women who were really, really bold and really brassy and really Carol Burnett, that sort of thing, people who were really magnificent and often ended up in comedy or in, and became um, 
these inspirations for a lot of people who feel a bit out of place. And when you do get older as a woman, as I'm 47, so and a half, so I'm in a similar age bracket to you, Joe. So you do feel like, oh, there's just constantly getting bashed over the head with, not only are you not the new thing, you're a woman of this age, an AFAB cisgender woman of this age. And I wanted to explore what it was like going, well, hey, cabaret's the perfect format for exactly this trope of womanhood. So let's just do that from my perspective and go, do you know what? I'm just going to be absolutely proud of all of the mess and noise of me. And that's kind of how the show started. Are you on a roll now? Like you, you hadn't written a show for four years. You hadn't been to Edinburgh since 2010. I, I, what's next? What are you doing? um well i'm currently downloading some footage from edinburgh so that i can edit it together myself and (laughs) and try to get someone to buy the show (laughs) because it's expensive hiring an accompanist Mm. um no it's still me i'm still independent um i do have uh, some big concepts but i think they need some more time and i'm starting to kind of gather some people around me really early and go I know when I need a hand with this you know that's the fun fun thing about this show was that I hate rewriting because I feel like somehow I'm going to destroy the thing and this one had so many reworks I went to people like Ash Flanders who I love the writing of and said hey I know there's something missing in this structure I need a hand to make it better so I was more open to people coming in and kind of giving me some input to then let me take it away and get it better and better. And that's a different frame of mind to how I think I was when I started. To go back, draft it again, fix that joke, tighten that up and just keep going and going and going and making it as good as it can be. And so I think for, um, certainly I'm not in any way talented as you are, Geraldine, but I am someone who (laughs) loves a show tune and I love music and I grew up, you know, inspired by those sorts of women. Who inspired you? A lot of them are the ones I mentioned in the show. Like, I, I do think Agnes Moorhead was extraordinary and I don't think she's really recognised as much um, today unless you're you know, well in kind of queer circles perhaps. But Yusa Joyce is someone no one knows her name and you go, it's Mildred from Georgia Mildred and she was a really extraordinary character actor as well. But, but Rhonda Birchmore, who I talk about in the show, who's just been doing her job for decades and decades, 40 years and is extraordinary and is continually interested in other performers and younger performers and all genres. And I think that that's the kind of artist I would hope to be, uh, is that I'm continuing to be really interested in what people are doing, no matter where they are in their careers. Cause, mm. And that's the fun thing about Fringe. You get to see some bonkers stuff. And I like those weirdos who do stuff that maybe doesn't traditionally quote unquote sell because that's what keeps our genre especially fringy genres like cabaret really vibrant and Mm. uh essential yeah well if you are in melbourne head along to see geraldine in broad this week in melbourne fringe you can go to melbournefringe.com.au for the tickets are you taking it around the country oh i'm going to wa i'm going to perth at the start of november uh and i'm going to uh, Portland with a different show a little bit later in November. Um, 
But yeah, we'll see that next year. I'm, I'm sending emails. Sending hmm. some emails. <laughs> this is, it's a start. Geraldine, thank you so much for uh, joining us and all the best. I love the whole thing, the whole, everything you do is just so glorious. You're larger than life. Oh, that's very sweet. I I admire you both a lot, so that's very nice to hear. Now, Kirsty, because I do stalk you (laughs) on Twitter. I love that. uh, Well, the most recent photo I saw of your beautiful dog, Joan, who's the cutest thing in the world, came with a caption which uh, the caption was, Joan is exhausted mm. after shitting in our friend's lounge room, dining room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that, yeah it was last night. We popped around to a friend's place and uh, he, he was going to help my partner with her bike. So they were doing a, a good deed for us at about 8 p.m., very kind. And Joan uh, loves them, loves their home, ran straight in, ran down to their bedroom, had a wee, had just had a wee outside as well, treated herself to a wee and and our mate uh, went down and started cleaning it. And while she was cleaning it, uh, Joan ran back around to their dining room mm. and had a poo in... <laughs> and I was... More, like, she's, it's not the first time she's done this in their home, but particularly because it was 8 o'clock and they'd gone out on a limb to help us with this bike. And I was mortified. And they're going, no, don't worry about it. It's all good. She's just excited. But... Oh, I, I gave her a stern talking to. <laughs> Imagine how mortifying it is when you visit someone and essentially part of your family just takes a dump <laughs> in the dining room. And I feel like it was the haste with which she did it as well. And yeah. like running to the end of the house and then backtracking. She's yeah. like, right, they're down there cleaning that up now. So now, oh, okay. now I'll do the poo. Now's my chance. And she's just come in from outside. That's yeah. the thing. It was, like she's got the whole of the great outdoors. Oh, it was it was it was really embarrassing. Like I said, she's she's only a year and a half old. So, mm. she, you know, this is definitely not the first accident that she's had. But the whole nature of it, mm. like welcoming us into their home, like getting on later at night to help with this bike, and then oh yeah, our dog's coming as well, and she's <laughs> going to defecate and wee all over the house. We hope that's okay. Yeah, my um my mum's dog once stayed with us because she was I don't know overseas or whatever, and he. Took a shit on the dining room table. On the table. <laughs> like he managed somehow to jump up. He was a small dog, similar to Joan, and literally managed to jump up on the table and do a little poo there. Oh and I remember just gosh. going, that takes some real guts well, to take that up. Well, that's a statement as well, isn't it? Like he's got a political message that he's sending. <laughs> yeah, he's very unhappy about something that's going on there. See, the thing is, you you bring this up, and it just it felt like I had to share with you because you know when you have animals, you're dealing with all of the mess that comes with it, right? Yes. And um, my dear cat Maggie has recently had a bit of an issue where she had to wear a nappy, right? So she's um she's elderly. Okay. She's nineteen next week wow I know. and people always imagine a very when you imagine a 19 year old cat you kind of imagine them looking a little bit like like they're decaying in front of you sure but she's in pretty good nick right yeah, but she wow. did have this very unfortunate um i don't know she's completely fine now we thought that was going to take her out but she had this problem where she had constant diarrhea and we had to put her in a nappy right and um i felt really bad about using disposable nappies so I ordered online 
are like a reusable, you can wash it. Yeah, amazing. Nappy, right? Great. I, I love that they're available for pets as well. Well, it was, I, I mean, I, you know, there's available. It, there's something available for everyone, there it is. seems. There, yeah, yeah that, that's right. I think it's great. Anyway, it's called, the brand was called Kitty Knickers, right? Wonderful. <laughs> Kitty Knickers. And I chose, they are all different sort of, um, you know, patterns and stuff. And I chose one. That was sort of like, and an obviously um, we are video live and we are also podcast. So I'm, I'm showing you this, but I'll describe it. They are, I mean, they're, they're like leopard print. Yeah, right? they're leopard print. They're amazing. They're very, very leopard printy. Um, and they came in the mail and it had kitty knickers on the, on the actual envelope. And my husband did not know that I had bought these. And he thought I bought something sexy. Right? <laughs> he was like, ooh. Kitty knickers, right? And he opened them and he discovered what is effectively a pair of knickers, but they are a bit thicker because they are absorbent. And there's a hole for the tail at the back, right? They're they're actually so cool. (laughs) I love that someone's made these. So my husband's like, oh, you got some sexy undies, but what's the hole And I was like, honey, don't get any ideas. <laughs> I'm too old for that shit. And also they don't fit me because they're the size of a cat. But there you go, kitty knickers. They're incredible. Yeah, give, mm. give them a Google if you're listening to this. They're actually yeah. amazing. But then they sit around you, your poor little puss who <laughs> she had to wear them for a little while. The main but, thing, like the whole time that you've been talking about this, the only thing that I can think of is that that would never fly with my cat. Oh, your like, cat. We would Fergie. be Yeah, we would be in a pool of blood <laughs> if we ever tried to put anything on her. If we try to brush her, we're in a pool of blood, let alone pinning her down and putting some kitty knickers on her. Well, you've been a pool of blood and diarrhea at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what I'm thinking. I hope that yeah, that uh, mm. Fergie maintains her robust intestines <laughs> because there's little we're going to be able to do to help her. <laughs> The good thing is she's fully recovered, Maggie, and she turns 19 next week. That's incredible, and I love that she's 19. Yeah. Cause it, and you were mentioning how Maggie is like, looks like she's in great shape. Mm. And it's the same as Fergie. People think Fergie's really young, but she's actually 14. Yeah, amazing. So, she's, yeah, she's creeping up as well, and, uh, yeah, she does. She looks like a, a breath of fresh air but- with a terrible personality. <laughs> <laughs> she's... She- She's cranky as shit. <laughs> she's awful. But she's lived. She's lived yeah. a life. You yeah, know. that's right. She does. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't have to put on the pleasantries anymore. Yeah. Whereas Maggie's not cranky. She's just given up. On like she's just like oh, she's just happy to walk from the food to the balcony to the bed to the food to the balcony to the bed. Beautiful. I look forward what to that. I look forward to those days too. <laughs> In your nappy. Yeah. Well, eat their leopard print. Absolutely. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.